My biggest social media mistake was in the very beginning of my business, trying to be on every single social media platform available to me, even though I didn't like any of them. Ever worry about making mistakes in your coaching business? Or maybe you're terrified you'll get something wrong. First off, don't panic. Everyone makes mistakes. Second, you are in the right place. Welcome to the Coach Pony Podcast Season 3. This season is all about mistakes that coaches make when building their businesses. From contracts to relationships to websites to events, we'll cover it all to save you time and stress. And most of all, to remind you that mistakes are normal. So with that, let's get down to business. Welcome back, everyone, to the Coach Pony Podcast, and I'm so excited today because this episode is all about social media mistakes, of which there are many, and we are here to discuss as many of them as we can in the time that we have. And as always, I'm here with Bobby Palmer from datelikeagrownup.com. Hey, Bobby. Hey, Christy. Good to see you. You look great today. Thank you. I do look great today because I brushed my hair. Those of you listening can't see it, but it, it's not a daily occurrence here at Coach no. Pony HQ. <laughs> <laughs> That's but the for, beauty of what we do, right? Yes, but for mm-hmm. Bobby, sometimes I make the effort. Mm. And I'm still wearing my pajamas, so there you go. All right, awesome. So basically, this is a good another usual day for us. So with that, I lost the coin toss. I am here to share my social media mistakes with everyone and open up the kimono. So Bobby, let's get to it. Bring on the questions. Bring on the laser light. Let's do this. <laughs> okay, Christy, what was your biggest social media mistake? My biggest social media mistake was in the very beginning of my business, trying to be on every single social media platform available to me, even though I didn't like any of them. Wow. So why was this such a big mistake? This was a big mistake because I didn't like these platforms. So this is like, let's take a little time travel back in history and go to a time before Instagram. But at the when I started my business, Twitter was available, Facebook was available. I'm forgetting one. LinkedIn. LinkedIn was available. And I didn't and like Periscope. Any, Periscope was Remember, not yet available. You didn't do yeah, it. Oh, that was okay. Go on. Years later, Bobby. Years later. <laughs> <laughs> I'm old. What can I say? Oh. So I got on all of them because someone told me I should be. And as a new coach and someone who wasn't, you know, that knowledgeable about social media or how to run business using social media, I believed them and listened to them and got on, you know, made a profile for myself on all of these. But I didn't like them. I, I really didn't like any of them. And not only that, because I didn't like them, I didn't spend a lot of time on them. I was sort of half-heartedly posting, but I wasn't learning. Like Facebook is very, very different from Twitter in terms of how you interact and how you engage. Twitter is an open platform. Facebook is closed. Facebook obviously has the visual element that Twitter doesn't have, et cetera, et cetera. And the way their algorithms are different and you know what trends and how things work and how things go viral on these platforms is very different. So, you know, I didn't understand any of this because I wasn't putting any time into my learning. So the long story short, what happened was I was tired. I felt very vulnerable because I was putting myself out there, but I felt even worse because I wasn't getting results. So it was a big ego beatdown that was relentlessly exhausting. That's what it felt like for me. And that's why it was a mistake. Mm. Uh, And as a reminder, when you started on Twitter, Christy, and I may be wrong on this, but 
there were no, you couldn't um, post any images. Yeah. And it was like a 114 character limit. Uh, yeah, right? I think 140, but yes, it was 140, really, really limited. Yeah. Yes. So one thing that you said that I think is really important is that it it was like an ego beatdown. And this comes up time and time again, as we're talking about our mistakes. I know there's other results that you can share with us in just a minute, like, you know, how it affected your business, or maybe didn't affect your business. But what comes up time and again is personally how these mistakes affect us right? As a human being, and it affects our energy, and it affects our ego, and it affects our confidence. And so sometimes it's not just about the bottom line, right? It's really so much about just how we feel, which ultimately does affect the bottom line. Yes, absolutely. What you say is spot on. If you don't feel good, if you're tired, if you feel like you're not making progress because of something that you're doing, then the chances of you giving up are so much higher. And it's really hard to dig yourself out of that hole as it goes further and further and further. And for me, the first months of doing social media, I got zero clients, zero from social media. And I was putting all this effort into it. And I look back, I was actually not putting very smart effort into it all because I was just randomly posting, right? I wasn't really focusing my time or energy, but it felt like a lot of effort to me. And it, it was hard because I was sharing things that made me feel vulnerable to put myself out there in this way. And that was tiring all on its own. And to not get results from that was just heartbreaking because I thought, oh my gosh, I'm not going to make it. And back then when we learned from the gurus, right, nobody talked about pick something you really enjoy. No, no one talked about that. No one said, if you like to do, you know, to engage with people this way, pick Facebook. Or if you like that way, pick Twitter. It was just sort of bottom line. You have to be on these that was it. You have to show up. But you said something really important too. And I would argue, by the way, it's still true today. Everyone today is pushing their thing. You have to be on Instagram. You have to be on TikTok. They're pushing mm -hmm. their thing because it worked for them, but they're never stopping to say, does this work for you and your style of communication? And that's something we talk about a lot at Coach Pony and in Build a Real Business. You got to market from a place of strength. And authenticity, right? You really have to get out there and not pretend to be what the, the guru or your teacher or even you say you have to get out there as and be real. That's what attracts people just on a human level. So we talked about how it affected you, Christy, as a human being and a businesswoman. How did it affect your business making this type of mistake? And all of the ways I've sort of touched on and I want to unpack further. First off, I wasn't getting any clients from social media. Secondly, my focus was split because I was trying to be on Twitter and LinkedIn and Facebook, which are all very, very different platforms, which operate very, very differently from each other. Social media is not one uniform thing. People often treat it that way, but it is not. These platforms are extremely different and you have to be knowledgeable about the platform to get any traction on it. And so I was tired and then I just started to feel like a failure. And so this mindset, um, insidious mindset, doubt kind of crept in like, oh, if I can't do this, what can I do? Nothing. Like I'm not going to make it. I'm not going to get clients. And it started to impact my energy. I was struggled to stay focused. I struggled to stay motivated. And, you know, I started to feel like I was just on this downhill slide and it was very, very scary. And back then it was so much about feeling popular. <laughs> right? Like we went on, you know, in the old days, it was like, I have 500 likes, you know, or 500 friends or, and if you had 500, that was a lot. But what was the business objective, right? It was kind of like, 
you should be, just like you said, you should be on these platforms. You should be out there and you should get a lot of responses and likes. But what was your business objective? What was it going to do ultimately for your bottom line? Did we even think about that? No, we just did what someone told us. Some we saw another coach on Inst- on Facebook. I keep saying Instagram. Instagram did not exist at this time, uh, and you know you hopped on, or someone said, "Oh, I got a client from doing this." So you hopped on. You never really thought about how did they get that client, and do I enjoy this, and have I really thought about how to get someone from Twitter over to my website and into a discovery call? Have I thought about how all of this works, and have I thought about how spending my time here, if I spend three hours on this, what is the return on investment for me? You know. Mm-hmm. Is that really the right place to spend the time? So there's a lot of questions I wasn't asking myself. I think coaches do this a lot. We see someone doing something, we assume it works, and then we assume it'll work for us, and then we do it. In most cases, it doesn't work. Your ego takes a hit. You start to get unmotivated. You start to feel like a failure, and then you're in a downhill, downward spiral. And you invest dollars too, because like I think like me – over the years. And by the way, even, you know, now we have Instagram and, and I know there's a lot more that I don't even know. I don't yeah, even know. TikTok, about. Instagram. Yeah, TikTok, yeah. Periscope yeah. for a hot second until it got bought. Yeah, that just disappeared really quickly. But even Clubhouse, though, what happened to Clubhouse? Oh, Clubhouse was too much private information. Um, I never uh, accepted the scarcity factor for Clubhouse. By the way, it was, it's we're talking about was, You'd think a really good idea because you had to be invited, right? It was special. And if you're not special, then you can't get an invite. But obviously, it didn't work too well um, because of privacy issues. That was a really big hit. Privacy. And I think we all got tired of listening to people random ramble <laughs> online like at the end of a pandemic who wants to do that i definitely didn't anyway, yeah carry exactly. on Bobby. yeah exactly so anyway so now we do have all these other platforms but the same thing we're talking about holds true with all of them just this idea of i have to be on that and i have to do that and not sitting down and really having a business plan around it and also a personal objective but we've invested I don't know about you, but I've invested in having people help me with Facebook, help mm. me with Twitter. I years ago I invested in somebody getting me X amount, you know, new likes, right? On Twitter. I want to step in for a second because I think a lot of coaches do that too. And as a new coach, as a new coach, I think it's a mistake mm-hmm. to pay someone to help you with social media. And the reason for this is because you People hire you. So your brand of authenticity, your voice is really important to connect with people. They also know if you're present or not. It's very clear if someone's not really personally present on a platform, you lose that sense of connection. And I think it's important as a new coach for you to figure out the communication style that works for you and be present and understand how that platform works. Develop your voice before you pay someone to try to mimic that and do that for you. It's well worth your time and and it's a you know, you should be able to if you're really focused on a platform that you love. And it doesn't have to be social media, by the way. It could be speaking, it could be networking, it could be podcasting. If you really learn how to do it yourself first, you'll get that traction much more quickly. And then when it does come time to hire, and it will down the road maybe, you'll know what to hire for and how to teach someone to really get the most out of the platform that you've built. But you may not want to hire. You may always want to run that part of your marketing because it is so important that people with their coaches feel that connection. Good point. Really good point. And I wanted to share 
briefly share one of my mistakes because this is all about your mistakes today. Yeah. But, no, let's talk about yours, Bobby. <laughs> yeah. Let um, me shine that light on you. Step closer. <laughs> what was your biggest social media I mistake? I have so many. Um, I created a, gr- a private group on Facebook a long, long time ago. And at the beginning, the group was uh, women that were, that had purchased a particular program. They had invested in Date Like a Grown Up and they had learned some of the principles of Date Like a Grown Up and they've sort of bought into it. They've agreed with it. They've decided, okay, I'm going to date like a grown up. And that's how the group started. So it wasn't very big. And a small group is challenging because there's not a lot of activity. So I decided I wanted to open it up to sort of, you know, the greater community. What ended up happening is to this day, and this has been years, I still have this group. I've got thousands of people in my group, but they come from all over the place. And it became a lot of like very high maintenance because they weren't date like a grown up indoctrinated. They weren't bought into the basic rules that I have posted when you join the root the group for instance like no whining and being kind and that includes being kind to men so it wasn't a let's all talk about how much we hate men group it was quite the opposite and because i veered to just opening it up and then i didn't monitor it and manage it very very closely because that kind of group needs daily review and daily moderation it's it's become not very useful for me and just a really big drain. There's some women there that have been there for years. They shouldn't be there for years. The the things I hear from this story that I want to pull out for people listening are a couple things. One is you had this group and you weren't really sure how it fit into your business sales funnel or the big purpose it was serving. Mm-hmm. And there's so many purposes a group could serve. If that if you want to go all in on Facebook groups, that's fine. Um, you know, it could be a, a way for people to get to know you at the top of your sales funnel, top of your marketing funnel. It could you know you can monetize it. It could be a membership group. There's a lot of different ways to do that. But Bobby didn't have a clear plan first of all. And then the second thing you said is you weren't really participating that much. And so you weren't really present. So you created this group, but then you weren't there to manage it. And so it kind of took on a life of its own. And I can say from talking to you over the years, it's a, sort of a, a drain on you. Mm-hmm. And you don't really want to shut it down because you've, you've built it over the years. So you've had this sunk cost, but because you also don't really want to manage it <laughs> and you don't have a plan for it, it's not really helping your business. It's just a drain. And I, by the way, made had a similar mistake. I had, I've had groups like this. I had, you know, thousands of people into a coach pony Facebook group and it was there to help people learn about coach pony and then get indoctrinated into our world. But for a variety of reasons, I just didn't enjoy managing and it wasn't a good fit for me. And so I shut it down. Um, Mm -hmm. and it was such a relief when I did, because it just, it was a drain. So for anyone listening, I want you to think about as Bobby said, what is the purpose of what you're doing and how does it fit into your business? And are you fully invested in it? Because if you're only half-assing it, it's not going to have good results almost certainly. And part of it is just some really specific advices before you do anything that set, really think about the rules of the community and set those rules, use the technology to really make those rules front and center and sort of in people's faces when they join and then be present to actually enforce the rules. Yeah, you always have to walk your talk. People might be wondering, what was it that I learned from my original mistake? They might be wondering that, Christy. (laughs) What was it that you learned? (laughs) Uh, 
<laughs> so to go back, like I had said, I was on all these platforms and it was relentless and I wasn't getting any traction and it was starting. I was genuinely worried about two or three months into my business that I was not going to make it. I was I was actually pretty close to giving up. I wasn't quite there, but it was dragging me down. So the good thing that came out of this mistake is I was so tired. I had to sit down with myself and have an honest conversation with myself about like, this isn't working. I sat down and I thought, okay, well, why isn't this working? And I thought, well, I don't enjoy any of this. I don't enjoy posting on Twitter or Facebook. I'm not that visual. Social media is not my preferred form of communication. And I asked myself, what is the preferred form of communication? What do you enjoy? And I realized I enjoy public speaking. I'm just a little bit more long-winded as an individual. So podcasting, <laughs> blogging, and public speaking are things that like fit my style a little bit more. And at that time, I was very comfortable public speaking because I had a I was a master facilitator and had a background in that as part of my consulting. So I looked at that, that that's where I'm comfortable. And going through that just total exhaustion in social media forced me to have that conversation with myself. And what came of it is I said, I'm going to give myself permission to not be on social media anymore right now and to just pitch myself to speak. And I put all of my marketing energy in one place. I focused on public speaking and my business started to really gain traction. And I was able to very quickly make six figures as a private coach just from public speaking, truly first in person. And then I started to do webinars because I got tired of putting on pants. Oh my. It was really, really great. And I did that for about a year and a half. And then I switched my focus only to writing. I stopped speaking. But just by focusing on what gave me energy, and even though sometimes it was scary to go speak, it's still something I enjoyed far more. And I got traction and I got results and my business was saved. So that was the good thing that came of this mess with social media is it forced me to ask, what do I enjoy? How can I do more of that? And get really clear on what was working in my business. Mm -hmm. And it took some courage. It took courage too, because it's hard to let go of something you're already doing. It just is. Even if it's yes. not working, it's hard to say, that's it. It didn't work. I'm cutting my losses. That takes courage and it takes integrity and and it takes some chutzpah, you know, you know, yeah. chutzpah um, <laughs> to be able because because honestly, Christine, you know this. Like now, the world will know. Not letting go of my group has not been a good business decision at all. It's not been a great decision from personally or for my business. But um, I apparently don't have that chutzpah right now to do. It's kind of like giving up. It is hard to let go of things you've put time and energy yeah. in and you've cared about, especially if you see that some people are getting some things from it and you don't want to take that away from them. I, mm -hmm. Bobby, I understand. I understand. I've definitely held on to some things for too long because it has been really hard for me to let go too. So I'm with you. And if anyone listening is sort of nodding your head at this, like you're not alone, but sometimes you have to let go of the stuff that you loved and lavished attention on and you have to be willing to walk away and move on to something that's going to better serve you so that you can better serve your people. So at this point, I'd ask Christy what you would do differently, but I think you, but you described what you actually did, not what you would do, but what you did differently, which is really focus on what works best for you as a person, what works best for you as a coach, what obviously worked far better in for your business, right, is shifting to another platform. That's a really important point you made. Platforms aren't just social media, right? And you don't have to do it. 
you don't have to be on any social media platform at all. But Mm -hmm. if you are, social media is not everything. You know, we need to stop treating it as uniform. YouTube is very different from Instagram, which is very different from Twitter, which is very different from LinkedIn. And we need to be clear on that because you will never get traction if you're just if you're just kind of randomly posting and hoping things are going to work out you've got to put time energy and effort into that but you're one person and so you need to make sure that you're conserving your own energy and putting it in a place that's smart ooh smart that's right yeah should we talk about our tips cuz i feel like we're starting to get in there i think so i think we have good tips before we get to the tips why don't you tell us who's sponsoring us today Yes. Before we start our lightning round, which is the sweet part of any Coach Pony episode, I always like to remind you of the chocolate that has brought us together today. And so today's chocolate is really simple. It's chocolate chips that I sprinkled into chocolate and caramel chips that I sprinkled into my morning oatmeal. I'm just saying you a little bit of oatmeal, some frozen bananas that you cook in the oatmeal, cinnamon, some chia seeds, peanut butter, and a few chocolate chips on top. Try it. Let us know if you love it. It's amazing. It's a very well-balanced breakfast. It's a way to get a little bit of chocolate in the morning. I ran out of my hot chocolate powder, so now I'm back to eating real breakfast. The Lightning Run is also brought to you by Build a Real Business, which is our Coach Pony program aimed at helping you build a successful, sustainable, profitable coaching business with happy paying clients. You can get your invite over at coachpony.com forward slash B-A-R-B dash invite, barb dash invite. Are you ready to start the Lightning Round, Bobby? So ready. Christy, tip number one. Tip number one is pick the marketing platform that you most enjoy. Start with your own communication strengths first before you decide on what platform to focus on. That says everything. Bobby, tip number two. Start with your business objective. So don't just hop on a platform. Make a really conscious and thoughtful decision about the purpose for your business and for yourself, for your life. So for instance, do you want to just improve that no like trust? Do you want to drive traffic to your website? Is this the top of your funnel where you're actually going to use it to offer some things on social media? Why are you doing it? Christy, next tip. Tip number three, give yourself time to really learn your marketing platform. Whether you choose YouTube, Pinterest, TikTok, or just something simple and old school like networking or blog writing. Each marketing platform is really, really different. They all operate by different rules and require different skill sets. In order to become good and good enough to get attention and to break through, you need to learn the platform. You need to spend some time learning how to network or spend some time learning the rules of Pinterest or whatever it is. And it's going to be more time than you want to spend. And it's a pain. But most coaches don't do this. So if you do, you'll stand out. Amen. Bobby, hit us with tip number four. No matter what platform you choose, be present, show up, and be authentic. Because that's how you're going to attract the right audience. It's not about how many people are there. It's about if they're the right people for you to enjoy and to improve your business. I want to add to that. People can really tell if you're not authentically present. It's obvious if you're using automated postings on social media or if you are having someone random do your social media posts. So you want to be present and engaged on the platform that you pick. Awesome. Are you ready to close out this episode? 
Yes, I, I'm ready. I'm laughing because we always mess this up. We, we do. On a, on a whole Let's season not. of making mistakes, we mess up our clothes almost every time. <laughs> That's right. We just, we edit it out a lot, but we've left it a couple times. Um, okay. Are you ready? Ready. Remember, Remember, you can't be great. You can't be great without making mistakes. <laughs> you didn't want it that way, did you? <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Let's end on okay. a high note there. So thanks, everyone. We will see you next time. Thanks so much for listening. If you loved this episode, hit subscribe and leave us a review. We appreciate you. And if you know another coach who could really benefit or is struggling, feel free to share the podcast with them. Finally, if you want to avoid more mistakes in your business, then please, for the love of chocolate, join Build a Real Business, our comprehensive program to help you find happy paying coaching clients. It's the step-by-step training and real live support that you need to build a coaching business that you absolutely love. You can find more information over at coachpony.com forward slash barb dash invite. That's coachpony.com forward slash B-A-R-B dash invite. I can't wait to help you and I'll see you next time. Saddle up. Let's ride.